Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, March 24th, 2022, and this is day 1468 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you. We praise you and honor you with the fullness of our heart. Thank you so much, my Lord, for keeping us safe and protecting us even from ourselves, for for keeping us from saying and doing the wrong thing that can create so much harm. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to use self-control and, and to move forward according to your will. Thank you for equipping us to do so. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is your wake-up call. We all have a wake-up call, and sometimes we get so, you know, drowsy and into such a deep sleep that we don't even recognize that Jesus is saying it's time to wake up and get away from, you know, that old way of doing things um, and and shape reshaping and rethinking and and breaking those barriers that can block. Uh, what God is showing us to do. There are barriers that come up in the way to keep us from accomplishing our purpose. We're coming out of John chapter 11, verse 1 uh, through 44, but they're very short verses. So let's go ahead and get started. It says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. (laughs) And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Now, this is what really, really stumps me a little bit. When you hear that someone is sick that you care about and you love, I'm going to stay away from them two more days. I'm going to wait and and Jesus this this goes right back to Jesus knows what's best and even if it doesn't make sense in our minds we must trust his process okay uh it says verse 8 but rabbi they said a short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you and yet you are going back again that seems very odd you're going to go back somewhere where you were almost stoned. Uh, So again, these are these barriers that can keep us from progressing the way that the Lord would have us to. Verse 9, Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this, this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, 
he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. Mm, Glory to God. Jesus wakes us up too. (laughs) I know he wakes me up. Uh, Literally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. (laughs) Verse 12. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that, now now, listen, okay, let me read, read that. He's saying, "For, for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said, to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Here is another major wake-up call right here. First of all, that Thomas, also known as Doubting Thomas, the one that uh, after Jesus rose from the dead, had to feel his hands to see that he truly was, to see the marks and scars in his hand to see, to prove that he truly did die on that cross. But here is another view of Thomas telling the rest of the disciples, Let's go and die with Jesus. You know, that was a barrier that that was demolished for him because knowing that Jesus was going somewhere where they tried to kill him, he's willing to go and sacrifice his own life as well to be with Jesus. Verse 17, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You see, Again, here, you know, she knows Jesus a lot deeper than than most. Uh, and she knows he's the Messiah. And she knows he has the power to raise him from the dead. But if not, she said he'll rise again in the resurrection. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, I'm here. I'm the resurrection. So because of me, he will rise. The one who believes in me will live. Even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. And when he says we'll never die, those who believe in him, that means we'll be with him for eternity and we'll live forever with him. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now, Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. They loved her and cared about her, the whole family. They had traveled two miles to get to them, to comfort them during this time of mourning, this time of loss in their family. 
And this is all Jesus's uh, all about Jesus's timing. That's why he waited. One of the reasons. So verse 32, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. And this is the shortest scripture in the Bible. Jesus wept. Jesus cares too. He may not always do things the way we think, but he truly cares about all of us. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? So you have those that are going to be critical. We've got all types of people here, just like we have at any other gathering. You're going to have different personalities. You've got those that are haters and doubters. You've got those who are supporters and encouragers. The key is tuning out the, the haters, tuning out the negative talk and the clutter, and focusing in what God, on what God is showing you to do. Verse 38, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped in, with strips of linen and, and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. And I've heard this said that, you know, if Jesus had not called out Lazarus's name specifically, that every dead person would rise up. <laughs> That's how powerful, you know, our Savior is, the creator of all things, that, you know, creator of all of us. If he, if all the dead <laughs> would have risen up. Listen, when Jesus died, uh, and was uh, uh, buried and uh, the Holy Spirit uh, was hovering. You know, the, the Holy Spirit uh, was evident at that time. And uh, dead people that were believers rose up from the dead and were going around and seeing their family members. This is in the Bible. I mean, they rose up. It was such a shaking up, I believe, when Jesus uh, got put in that ground. Then he went down to, to death, hell, death, in the grave and, and, and set the captive uh, saints free. Those who had been held there from Old Testament days, you know, was the, it was like this um, barrier. Ah, glory to God. Until Jesus oh, died and rose up from the grave and they too were free. They got to know Jesus as Savior. Oh, glory be to God. All this stuff was happening underneath uh, the surface that we had no idea 
we weren't there, but no idea what's going on. Oh, but the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, by those people raising up from the dead. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of power going on. And um, th those those people ha had no, you know, they rose um, just as Jesus later, he rose up after he completed the work uh, that he had to do during those three days. But he told him to take off the grave clothes and let him go. He was alive. <laughs> listen, let's let's go over our points. Point number one: Have you ever tried, or have you ever been tired of the ways of this world? So much evil, so much murder, greed, selfishness, and deceitfulness. Have you ever said, "Lord, take me home. I can't do this any longer. I'm tired of work, uh, the pressures of uh, of iniquities and unfair treatment in the world." You know, um, what was going on with Lazarus at his time of sleep or death uh, was uh, he being he he was being refreshed, uh, renewed and reprogrammed to a restored human full of the pure love of God. I certainly felt this way during my lifetime but God said it's not time for you to come home yet as a matter of fact it's time for you to wake up for there is still work for you to do that will glorify the father that's God and and he says and point number two I've gotten my notes point number two that we wake that wake-up call may be to stop worrying Many times we worry over things and, and, and again, that's a barrier blocking us from doing what God would have us to do. Worrying makes us sick. It makes us, uh, you know, uh, unable to function according to the word of God. You know, we're, we're now down and it, and it starts to affect our body organs even, you know, making us even sicker. So worrying is not of God. That's why God said, cast your cares onto me for I care for you. Uh, that wake up call uh, could be to stop harboring unforgiveness. Unforgiveness kills too, because if we don't forgive, God won't forgive us. And if we're not forgiven, then we're not going to be able to make it into heaven. <laughs> you know, we have to be forgiven in order to do that and to start fresh. So we need to let, that's my belief, okay, based upon the scriptures, you know, that if we're not forgiven, then we won't, we won't be able to enter in. So we have to be forgiven uh, by Jesus Christ. And, and, and it's like making a mockery out of what Jesus did for us. You know, by dying on that cross so that we could have another chance and then rising up from the grave. You know, by him doing that, he reconciled us back to the father. There was separation. Oh, glory to God. There was a barrier between us and God. We're barrier breakers. Oh, I heard a young woman speak on a, on a TED talk and she used that term barrier breakers. I'm like, I love it. I love it. It was powerful. Um unforgiveness harboring that we need to let it go we need to stop judging others you know um god says jesus told us uh take the big log out of your own eye first so that you can see the speck in your brother's eye so judging starts with ourselves check yourself first we need to stop condemning ourselves 
Uh, we can be our worst own worst enemy, putting ourselves down, never good enough, you know, not feeling like we're adequate. Um, we don't meet up to other people's standards. We don't have to. The only standard we have to meet up to are God's standards. Uh, stop uh, believing the haters, what other negative things people say. And even those things that were said to us as a child, if if you're an adult now, and I know I speak to a lot of young people too, and, and this is for everybody, but you know, sometimes there are things that happen to us as a child, negative things that loved ones have said to us or parents have said to us, you'll never be any good. You're just like your daddy or you're just like your mama. She's worthless. You know, things like that that you may hear and it just starts to you know, eat you up inside. And we've got to let that go. And the way we let it go is give it to God. He wants it. He didn't, he didn't equip us to carry all that. He equipped us to carry his love, that unconditional love. So we need to stop believing those negative things. Your wake up call is to yield unto God's will and take off your grave clothes because you are no longer dead you are alive. You are free. You are no longer in bondage. Now go and do what God has called you to do. Mm. Look at God. Now think about these people that were, that had some barriers. First, it was um, Jesus' disciples, the wake-up call uh, to how serious their call was and, and to recognize that Jesus was going to die. They still didn't fully understand but how he was going to die to the point of where Thomas said, will die too. And then the other group, it was a wake-up call for, for Mary and Martha uh, to have faith in Jesus, even though they knew him, but they still had on some grave clothes. They may not have been fully dressed in grave clothes like some, but they may have had on a shirt or a glove or a, a grave clothing that they, they had to release and let go uh, and be awakened. And the other group, it was uh, a wake-up call to the people that Jesus was um, to wake up the people that were there visiting Mary and Martha and, and all the ones hanging out and saying different things. They may have been, you know, not known Jesus at all. So they still had on all their grave clothes. Uh, so they had to be, uh, had to see this great miracle. And uh, their lives were changed also forever, I would imagine. And that barrier was broken for them. I'll never forget for me um, how last year, um, it's almost been a year that uh, we started Transition Zone, which we call T-Zone. We started officially in May of 2021. I was going to start in September and I was going to just pace it out. You know, I had the vision and, and, and the dream that, that God had given me on Transition Zone and uh, working with youth, teaching them workforce skills and life skills and entrepreneurship uh, and, and just teaching them how valued they are. You know, th th this equipping them with those skills uh, help them to be more confident in who they are and, and how they can work and, and get along in the workforce and understand how all of that works. But uh, when I was at work, working for the company I'd been with for six years or almost six years, and I thought I was going to just retire there. I mean, I'm already 63. I'm thinking I'll be there till time to retire. And God said, no, I've got other plans for you. And uh, around April, uh, a grant 
opportunity came out and my boss at the time said, hey, Jackie, this looks like you, the business you're going to be doing and and you need to, you maybe you might want to apply for this. And I said, I saw it, but I knew I didn't have my 501c3 yet. That was a barrier for me. She said, oh, I've got, you can, you can uh, use ours, the companies, and I would be your fiscal agent is what they're, what that's called. And they stand, you know, they kind of stand in the gap. Uh, and, and the a grantor will also look at their credentials. Look at that. Look at God. Just like God saw Jesus's blood that saved us. That's how we were engrafted back in to be with God because he, he saw the blood of Jesus. And just like with this, with the grantor, they're, they're also not looking at what I'm saying, but they're looking at uh, that fiscal agent. Glory to God. And so I was able to apply and, and I, I did all that they said do and submitted all the paperwork and I, and I was awarded the grant for that year. And uh, instead of me leaving that job in September, I ended up having to leave in May because I had to quickly get things going. And the money, though, would not come in um, in advance. So I had nothing to get started. I needed money up front. Well, the way the grant works, and a lot of grants work this way, they're more reimbursement. So you tell, you you uh, build up a, a, a bill, you, you start to spend money, and you keep receipts, and you show proof that you bought these things for the business, and then they reimburse you. And that reimbursement could take some months. In some cases, it just depends on the grantor and how things go for them or how their payment processes work. So my fiscal agent, again, Annette, my my old boss, who has been such a jewel and kind-hearted from the time I met her, uh, said, we'll front you the money. And I'm like, what? You know, and I was just, so they, she would front me the money every month uh, in advance. So I'd have the money on hand to buy the things I needed, supplies to pay for lunches for the youth, to pay salaries and, you know, to pay the youth that give them their stipends, all of that. And, and, and during the summer months that averaged out to about $14,000 a month for three months. And then during the fall and winter, it averages out to about 7,000 a month. So they, they would give me the money in advance and then they waited on the back end to get theirs. Uh, well, there that worked out just fine and i was grateful uh i you know that would have been a blocker for me and and god says no this is how we'll do it and 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 my boss was just right on point well found out later just a few months ago that uh we started in june and the grant uh changed the agreement changed to where the grant would actually start processing in July instead of June originally it was to be in June and so the money that they uh fronted me $14,000 they would not get back so there again could have been a barrier that blocked a relationship that I didn't have 14,000 to pay them back I used the money to do the the classes in June is just now finding out, oh, that's not going to be covered at all now. So the Lord gave me, you know, a way to pay that back. And and they came up with a way as well. And we, we collaborated. And so I'm able to do trainings and some work for them to help repay that. But that did not stop the process. You see, we're going to have 
barriers. We're going to have obstacles, uh, but we must begin to see them as opportunities and not stop the work that God has given us. He's what he's called us to wake up and to shake off the grave clothes and begin to do what he's called us to do. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be setbacks, but we must continue to press on no matter what until as long as we've got breath in our bodies and Jesus will give us the strength we need to do it. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how we spend eternity with Jesus. Glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-I, CKS Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Learn more about what we're doing in the community with the youth and become a partner and help finance this great work that God has blessed us to do. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.